Hello and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your transitions coach, Shelly Carney. Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice bring you The Softer Side, life transitions and relationship coaching. Join the live chat on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday at thesofterside.live. So today we're going to be talking about improving yourself now. Um, why do we want to do that? Why is it important? And in what way should we think be thinking about improving ourselves? So let's get into it. And because first we need self-compassion. We need to know that we can accept ourselves. I love myself for who I am and I accept all of my flaws. I accept everything that I've done in the past and uh, all of anything to do with what's going on inside of me. I accept that. And I'm going to be kind to myself. I'm going to take care of myself. Um, because, you know, that's that's got to happen first before you can get any better, is you got to accept yourself where you're at. And not feel guilty about anything that you have done or haven't done. Uh, because we all do the best we can at the time with the knowledge that we have and the energy that we have. After we get those things in line, then we can move on to owning yourself, loving yourself, and being accountable or taking responsibility for your own words, actions, and thoughts. These are my ideas and I will take responsibility for them. And once you get to that point, then you're ready to move on. And the self-improvement model includes raising your standards and being self-disciplined. Some of us have a lot of trouble with self-discipline. Um, and sometimes it's just certain things that cause us problems with self-discipline, like maybe staying on our diet plan or our exercise regime. Sometimes that falls to the side, especially if we're busy with other things. So self-discipline is one of those things that we can get to as we grow. Why do we want to prioritize personal improvement? Well, that's how we grow into the next level. So if we're not completely satisfied with where we're at and we think maybe if I could get to the next level, then I would have the th more of the things that I really want in my life. So that's a reason to personal uh, to prioritize your personal improvement. Um, we want to develop our strengths and skills. This is helpful in all areas of our life, but probably especially at, in our jobs. We want to improve our job skills, our communication skills, our life skills, so that we can improve and get raises and promotions, or if we're an entrepreneur, to bring in more business and to grow. Uh, confidence grows when we achieve things so as toby's always saying um winning builds confidence so when we achieve things we grow in confidence because now we know hey i can do that what else can i do it gives us that that enthusiasm for trying other things when we can succeed at one thing we want to succeed at more and then it also gives us that self-awareness. Where am I at? Where am I going? What is fulfilling for me? What sparks joy in my life? So those are good things to know. What? Sparks joy in my life. Yeah. We want to know what should I improve? What should I be working on? So in order to figure that out, we want to do self-assessment. We want to gain clarity of where we're at 
and where we want to be and what's the difference between the two. And we want to define our priorities and desires because if you don't know where you're headed, you're not going to be able to get there. You've got to have a destination in mind in order to create the map to get there. And then set your goals. I want this, you know, so I want, uh, I want to get a new car next year. Well, how much money do I need to save for that? And, and here's all the steps to get to that point. Uh, that's setting a goal that uh, is achievable and it has a time on it that I know when I want it. And then I just have to figure out how to get it. And But the most important part to do is to figure out what you want because then the rest will fall into place. And what else do we improve? Well, we can start habits to reach our goals. So say, I want to lose 15 pounds. Well, that's a goal. What sort of habits am I going to need to start in order to reach those goals? Okay, well, that requires some um, really healthy diet and some exercise to get to that goal. So I need to start those habits. And they need to be daily habits. So what can we do every day to improve ourselves. Well, we want to surround ourselves with what we want to become. And that includes our friends and family members that we hang out with or coworkers that we hang out with the most because we become like the people we hang out with the most. So we want to make sure they're very successful, upbeat, positive people uh, with their own goals and their own healthy habits. And then we can also surround ourselves with Uh, books from authors that we um, admire, who inspire us. We can uh, listen to podcasts that motivate us and keep us feeling excited and happy about our goals. We can watch videos like this one, which offers support in an environment where we can grow and uh, take chances and uh, support groups that might be especially uh, Relevant if you are recovering from something such as a death or divorce or an illness such as cancer or PTSD or something of that nature, a support group can really help you to move forward more quickly. Uh, And then a coach or a mentor is also a great option if you want to be surrounded by people who lift you up and you just don't have that with your family and friends at this time, you want to find somebody like a coach or a mentor who can break you out of that rut and push you forward just a little bit faster. What are some uh, learning opportunities? Because learning is a wonderful way to improve ourselves. Well, how do we do that? Well, we can take an online course or uh, read an ebook, listen to audiobooks. Um, there's uh, lots of options for that. Uh, there are online courses everywhere. I offer an online course in life coaching on uh, eSofterside.com, or uh, there's other places all over the internet where you can take online courses to learn just about everything. And there's a lot of really helpful how-to videos just on YouTube. Uh, You can take a class or a seminar, which is kind of fun because then you're going out there in person and you have the opportunity to meet the teacher and the other students in person. There's hobby videos. Uh, Toby's recently been watching a lot of hobby videos and teaching himself new skills in that hobby area, um, which keeps him very um, enthusiastic about, you know, uh, what's coming up tomorrow. And then uh, another learning opportunity, of course, is getting a coach or a mentor to help you through that transition or 
join a team or a group. Uh, if you have uh, groups at work or teams, uh, sports teams at work that you might be interested in joining or go through meetup, uh, you could expand your uh, group of friends and your knowledge at the same time. It's important to unclutter your life, basically getting stuff out of the way that you don't need or use or want anymore. Um, it frees up your mind for new ideas, uh, frees up your space for something new to come along. Uh, so remove unwanted objects. Take a trip to the thrift store or put some, something on eBay. Toby is doing this all the time and I keep telling him it's something I really admire about him is that he doesn't hang on to things that he doesn't use anymore. He gets it out of his way. Uh, create an inspirational space. Our studio is an inspirational space for us because we, um, you know, we keep it bright. Uh, we have our equipment laid out and it's very neat. And yet we still have our uh, personal objects around that make us happy, like my cowbell is here, my sage, we can burn sage in the, Toby's coins are here. So keep your space inspirational so that when you go into that space, you feel ready to create. And that's something that this space does for us. And start a cleaning habit. And I have to admit that I'm really, really bad at this. Um, <laughs> uh, but Toby's really good at this. Like every Saturday, he has his day where he cleans house and he cleans the garage out and he does all of his yard work. So he's very good about having that scheduled. Um, I need to be better at it myself. Washes the truck. Wash the truck. He's very clean. Yes. <laughs> uh, focus on your present. This is the best way to stay in the moment and stay joyful uh, and, and have gratitude. Uh, write in a journal. Uh, there's this really cute little program I discovered online called 750 Words, if you like to write a lot. Now, 750 words is about three pages, so that may be too much for you to journal every day. You might want to just get a notebook. Toby has a, a lot of notebooks, and he writes in it every day, and that's like journaling for him. Um, as you can see, he's always got notes going, and uh, that helps get that information out of his brain and onto paper so that he doesn't forget it, and it helps organize his thoughts. Um, forgive and let go of the past so that you're not hanging on to um, regret or uh, grudges. Um, they say that, uh, that have, holding a grudge is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Um, <laughs> it only hurts you. Uh, so let go of it and move on and forget about it. Leave it in the past. Meditate. Meditation has been shown again and again by scientific studies that it will lengthen your life, it will reduce stress, it will uh, make you a happier person. So meditate. Find your own way to meditate. You don't have to do it exactly like uh, I do or like anybody else does. Do it your way. You could meditate while you're journaling. That's just could be your meditation. Or you could meditate on um, a lofty question. So here's a lofty question, and I learned about this recently, that and you could think about the whole time you're meditating, say for five to 20 minutes, you could just meditate on lofty questions such as, who's at the door? 
um, <laughs> can meditate on lofty questions. Now, lofty questions are very positive. So you might say, uh, why am I always surrounded by love, kindness, and generosity? Why am I always surrounded by love, kindness, and generosity? That's a wonderful lofty question. And as you send that out to the universe, the universe wants to answer you. You're always surrounded by love, kindness, and generosity because you are loved and everybody around you is generous and kind. So when you ask those lofty questions, um, why is it so easy and simple and fun to make a lot of money? And just keep using that lofty question over and over in your meditation and these things will begin to come to you. Uh, express gratitude. That's going to help you focus on not only the present, but on the positive things in your life. And if you want to do that in your journal or write every day, I'm thankful for my best friend, or I am thankful for the wonderful food I have to eat, or whatever it is that you want to express gratitude about. I'm thankful for whatever just came to the door. <laughs> my friend from Amazon. And then... Uh, Winning at kindness. I think this is really fun. Treat kindness like a competition. Well, I can be kinder than you. No, I can be kinder than you. Isn't that a fun competition? Who doesn't win when that's our competition, right? <clears throat> and then say yes to opportunities. Um, sometimes we think, oh, I don't have time for that, or I don't really have the spare money for that right now. But reconsider. Just Take a breath and think about it. Is there any way I could say yes to this opportunity? Do something. And you always want to shake up things by doing something, taking action, being involved, try a new activity, a new, go a new, to a new place, try a new sport. Um, hey, Toby just bought a cornhole game. Let's go over and play. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, Activities, especially activities done with friends, just lift us up and, and uh, you know, provides an opportunity to laugh and have a good time. Get outdoors. Uh, summer has, is here and the weather is beautiful, so take the opportunity to get outdoors as much as possible and connect with nature. Take your shoes off, walk in the grass, and get really grounded. This is so good for you, your body, and your soul. Uh, socialize and make new friends. Again, doing that new activity with new friends or join a meetup group. Try something new that you've always wanted to try before. Uh, go, you know, learn to, to be better at bicycling and join a little group that goes bicycling together or uh, rock climbing or whatever it is that you've always wanted to try. It's a great way to make new friends. Uh, start a new healthy habit. Absolutely. Any kind of uh, outdoor activity, exercise, uh, sport is going to show you, oh, well, I'm not quite as strong as I would like to be. So maybe I should start this new healthy habit where I'm lifting weights a little bit every couple of days so that I can build up strength to be better at this new activity or hobby. Try new foods, especially vegetables. Um, vegetables should be the bulk of our diet. And they are what brings us health. So keep trying all these new vegetables. Go to farmer's markets. Uh, figure out new ways to cook them and, and really enjoy them. Uh, that's going to really wake up your body. 
travel. Travel is amazing for expanding your horizons, for giving you things to uh, remember, um, and for lengthening your life. Start today. It's easy. There's lots of things you can do today. Set a goal. I, you know, think about it. What do I want that I haven't really been working on that I should start working on? And then write that down and then break it up into steps and go for it. Write in a journal. Start today. Uh, just get a notebook and a pen and start writing. Easy. Go for a walk. Weather is beautiful. Uh, it's warm. Most places, maybe not everywhere, but most places, get out and go for a walk. Take your dog, take your grandchild, take your uh, spouse. Just get out there and go for a walk. Listen to a podcast. Enjoy yourself. Buy healthy groceries. You can do that today. Um, think of one thing that maybe you should put on your add to your grocery list this week that you haven't been eating, but maybe you know you should. Maybe you should get that box of salads so you can start eating more vegetables. Learn by reading or video. You can easily do that today. You can go look at a great video like you are right now. Congratulations. You've already done one healthy good thing for the day. Um, or be a friend in the chat room. You guys are always awesome in the chat room. Very supportive and helpful. And that's another great habit that you started to improve yourself. Look at that. So here's the recommendations I have. Assess and prioritize. Uh, take a look at yourself. What am I doing? What am I not doing? Where am I at? Where do I want to be? And then prioritize those things that are most important to you to achieve. Set goals and habits based on those priorities. And then take action, a little bit of action every day to get you down the road to your goal. You don't want to end up in at the end of December and say, well, I didn't do any of the things I wanted to do this year. So get started on it today. Keep showing up. Uh, that's probably 99% of life is showing up. And then the rest will fall into place when you show up. So uh, thank you for showing up today. And I do hope that you're going to join the Softer Side member vault at esofterside.com and join our Facebook group on uh, this at the softer side in the Facebook groups. Now, Toby, would you like to add anything to our discussion of improving ourselves? Why should we improve ourselves? How can we improve ourselves? So, um, I I didn't study business uh, in college. I studied uh, journalism and photojournalism. <clears throat> so I I didn't have a good sense of planning. Uh, uh, when I left college um, and how much of it was necessary. But when I joined the military, I learned about something called the battle plan. And the battle plan was uh, that uh, it was what you used to explain what part you played in uh, winning the battle, right? Later on in business, I went on and took some master's uh, courses that dealt with business, and I learned about the business plan. And... Um, the business plan was interesting to me, except it was too long, generally speaking. And by the time the business plan was finished writing, because of the speed at which business was changing, um, the, the length of time that it took to write those old style business plan was, uh, you know, the, the business had changed in that time, mm. right? So this was no longer a seven year business life cycle. The life cycle had been uh, reduced to 14 months. Mm -hmm. And so if you were writing a business plan that took you six months to write and get approved, 
by the time you had it implemented, the, the world was changing around you. Yeah. So I felt like there needed to be a faster way to do it, so I invented something called the one-page business plan. <laughs> and it basically consisted of some boxes. And the boxes, some of them had lines in them, but it had strategy. What was your strategy in terms of your business? In, in what was your role? What was your mission in all of this? And then beneath that, it had, based on the strategy and your mission in all of this, what were your objectives? And for each objective, what were your goals that would help you achieve those objectives? Mm -hmm. And for each goal, um, what were the milestones that would tell you that you were achieving that goal, therefore achieving your objectives, therefore uh, accomplishing your mission and reaching your strategy, you know, achieving your strategy. And I never made it, I, I, I think when it came to goals and milestones, objectives had three lines, so you couldn't have more than three objectives. That got way too big. Right. And, um, and goals had five and milestones had five. Mm -hmm. And my point was that if you couldn't specify those, it was very likely you didn't understand any of it. You were just kind of flubbing your way through it. <laughs> and as you read yeah. business plans, you realized there was a lot of flubbing your way through it. Mm -hmm. So I, I took those principles of the one-page business plan and I started applying them to places in my life. Coaching, soccer coaching, you know, coaching a girls team, uh, getting through life, dealing with uh, family issues, getting the kids through high school, uh, and, and running my business. It's how I ran my business. I remember in my business, which was a one-person business as always, every three months I would sit down and revise my one-page business plan. Sometimes it didn't require revision because I was doing okay, but I would analyze it. And that's kind of uh, what I do today. So when you and I have a conversation about let's start looking for the Fen Treasure and make YouTube videos, first thing I do, whether it's on paper or in my head, I start doing that. Mm -hmm. And as we make changes, I start doing that. Uh, so that's the first thing. Well, and I think that helps you to be active rather than reactive. Right, right. So I had an interesting, uh, every six months I go to the hospital uh, the VA hospital. I mean, I go more often than that, but one of the reasons I go is so they, they can dump all the data that's in here, that's in, in this uh, device in my chest. It's and, a defibrillator uh, So I get, I get to have a great conversation with the person who's dumping all that data, and they can see things that have been collected over the past six months. And one of the things that they look at is your level of activity, because it tracks your level of activity, activity based on your heart rate. It's, it's sensing day in and day out, 24 hours a day. And so they can show me a, a graph, a chart, of my levels of activity. And uh, he said, he said, wow, you're a really active guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm going like, well, what do you mean? He says, well, look here, you're active between four and six hours a day. That means your heart rate is in the active level, which in your case is above 80, right? You're doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And I said, why is that important? He says, well, a lot of guys who wear that same device uh, have activity of two hours or less. Mm -hmm. And that's not what we want. The doctors right. will tell you it's more important to be active. So, so, that, so my point is that being active regardless of what you're doing in life, is just part of that game. It's the showing up part, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's one thing to sit back and meditate about how you like your you would like your life to change and then not do anything more than meditate. You have to take action. You have right. to do something. Right. You have to have that four to six hours of activity, uh, uh, you know, even if, it, even if it's not just work. I mean, for, for a lot of us, it's simply just going to work. But when it comes to your self-improvement, the two things that have helped me the most are, uh, A, um, the planning, 
mm-hmm. right? The ability to, to write a quick one-page business plan or, or plan, whatever kind of plan it is. And two, the willingness to learn new things. Mm-hmm. Because I think when we stop spending time learning, that's, that's when things start dying off. Right. Brain cells, right. you know, when we're not challenging. So, so your body and brain are intimately tied to one another. They can, neither can survive without the other. But, but the body doesn't have to be stressed. The body can sit back and not be active except for two hours a day. The brain doesn't work that way. The brain has to be constantly challenged in order to be satisfied. I don't know what's going on with the brain, but it feels like, look, I'm up here. You know, as a human being, we use approximately 10% of the total capacity of our brain. So we're never challenging our brain. It's only people like Einstein who used a, a little bit more, 11%. Um, and Thomas Edison and people like that who challenge the use of their brain. So we have all this brain power that we're not applying to things. And part of that is, part of what we could be doing is learning new things. And uh, one of the things that I find constantly challenging is that, especially as a 70-year-old, because it's not expected of a 70-year-old, is this technology that's in, in front of us right now. I mean, there aren't a lot of 70 years. Well, I'm going to tell you a secret. What? So I was listening to John Tesh this week. You know mm-hmm. how I like John Tesh. And he does that Intelligence Sphere Life radio show. Mm-hmm. And he named three things that keep you living longer, healthier life. And the third thing was staying up with technology, learning the new, mm-hmm. newest technology was going to keep you uh alive and happy and healthy longer and and i think that's one of the things for me has has always been good for me in that i'm interested and then that leads to other interests you know uh, shelly and i people people ask shelly and i pretty regularly uh about what are you going to do if someone finds the forest fan treasure um and that for us is an easy answer uh based on two things number one we have we have an ideal studio that we've created in order just to focus on live streaming, which is fairly leading edge. And when you're doing things like taking phone calls, you're ahead of the learning curve uh, in this kind of stuff. So all we have to do is decide if somebody does find the forest fen treasure, if that happens in our lifetime and we're still doing this, we've got to find something else to do. So a lot of my, and I don't want to say a lot, some of my spare time is is spent in looking at YouTube and looking at trends and seeing what other people are doing. And then what I do is I make investment in learning them. Shelly, Shelly, I, I referred Shelly to a, another YouTube channel where they specialized in streaming. Mm-hmm. And I had seen one thing. The reason I found them is because they were talking about this roadcaster. Mm-hmm. And Shelly went to them and she said, oh, did you know that they don't use OBS? And I said, no, I hadn't noticed that. She talked about it. She said, we need to look at OB- uh, or um, VMix. VMix. Yeah. And so for the past two, not two weeks, about a week and a half, in my spare time, I've been looking at uh, videos related to this product so that I can start learning it. It's a You can download it free for 60 days, and then it's a $60 a month payment for, for a product that works similar to the one that we're using right now, but gives us more capability and more capacity. But you've got to learn it. You've got to understand how to use it. And um, and that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm spending time looking at YouTube videos. In addition to that, I'm looking at other markets that if some, someone finds a treasure, we've got to apply, we've got a big investment in this room, and we want to apply it to uh, other areas. So in the past three months, 
I have taught myself how to copper plate metals, silver plate plastics, powder coat metals, and other objects, um, airbrush. I, I, know, I now know how to airbrush, didn't know that before. Um, so uh, I've in, invested not only money, but time in learning these new tools, skills, and techniques that have absolutely nothing to do with finding the forest and treasure. And but, how does it make you feel to learn these things? Well, it, it, it's, it's rewarding in a self-satisfying way. So when the topic comes up, you can actually hold a conversation you know, with someone who's half your age or sometimes young enough to be your granddaughter. <laughs> you know, my granddaughter found us on Facebook one day mm -hmm. and she said, what are you guys doing up there? Like, it was, <laughs> like this was unholy. Grand, 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 <laughs> grandfather should not be live streaming to Facebook. You know? uh, so that's, that's what makes it cute. And, and it is very rewarding in the sense that you're, you're constantly learning and constantly growing. You're constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And I think that growth and change and learning is what makes waking up the next morning really fun and interesting. You have something to look forward to. Yeah. And, and like you said, my Saturdays are dedicated. I look forward to cleaning the house, doing the yard work, washing my truck. Saturday is a great day for me. Saturdays <laughs> are good days for me. Isn't that funny? Because I, I dread that stuff and you look forward to it. Yeah, I do look forward to it because it's a change of pace. And for any of you that have read the book Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, you know that for some people, the art, the act of work, the act of effort, whether it's gardening, and I, I don't mean gardening. I'm not a gardener. I'm a, I just keep my lawn yard, care. Lawn care <laughs> yeah, I keep my yard neat. Um, or, or, you know, I I wash my own car. I, I run it through the Mister Wash and then I clean it myself. It takes me two and a half to three hours to clean my car, literally. But the whole time there's this form of Zen meditation as you're doing this because it's it's not it's not doesn't require a lot of intellect. It simply requires work and effort, and so that frees up your mind to meditate uh, in a uh, in a way that's active. And like I said, if you've ever read the book Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, which still sits in my library, you'll find that that this is an important part of your growth and your learning and the rewards that you get for being alive. You know? mm -hmm. so. How about, um, I'm going to present the topic I'm gonna to put you guys, and screen. we're going to start reading the chat room from the top. Uh, the topic is, what improvement would you like to see in your life? You can answer that question in the chat room, and we're going to start at the top of the chat room and say hello to everybody and answer your questions. Can you see it from where you are? Do you want this? Uh, you can read it to me. Okay, I will. <laughs> and you can say hello to everybody. Hang on, let me see what's going on here. Uh, okay. So, um, Eduardo Gamer, thanks for joining us today. L Ryder, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is the show can be for both men and women. Mm -hmm. Shelley targets men because uh, I think she likes the the potential. For men to be better than they are and we should like it as well well most of the information in the videos is uh general for anybody and then if you go to esofterside.com and take a look there is general knowledge in the area of free content and then in the area of paid programs there is the life coaching program available to anybody and then there's a membership group for men only so that's really the only men only uh 
place is that membership. So we're happy to have you here as well as anybody else. Holly's in the room, as is Ray. Um, she said we didn't have an echo. Good. Luis, uh, oh, Eduardo is Luis from Houston. Oh, Eduardo oh, Gamos. Luis, hi, Luis. Great. Nice to see you in the mm -hmm. room. L. Ryder from Albuquerque, New Mexico, probably not far from us. All right. Um, uh, she says, oh, she was talking to Huli. Um, let's see who else. K-Pro is in the room. I know she's working today, so I don't know if she's managed to stay in this length of time. Regina Mann is in the room. Very good. Hello. Um, let's see who else. Harv uh, oh, uh, Huli suggests harvard.edu for free classes. Nice. Wow. Thank you. You can say that you took classes at Harvard. That's right. Eduardo says, find contentment and appreciate all you have and don't dwell on what others have. Don't let negative gossip get you and don't let what if, don't let what if effects. Oh, what if. What that should be effects? in quotes. What, no, it's what if effects. Oh. You're present and accept yourself who you, accept yourself who you are. That's right. Very good advice. Let's see... He also says, I got her. Oh, he's referring to his wife. He's talking to Huli. Let's see. Um, K-Pro, maybe just listen. Then try to steer the conversation to something you both like. I think she's answering a question. Oh, okay. I think Eduardo had a question for us. Oh, right. Uh, which you passed. Was it back? That yeah. one there? I got her a big box. Favorite. before that. Okay. Um, get her flowers and ask. Thank you. Wish my wife would she, sit beside me and listen. Oh, oh. Um, tell you what, if you continue to do it without pushing her and she sees any kind of good happening in your life, she's going to want to know more about that. And then she'll start to join you. Yeah. He says we are a happy couple, but gossip is the only thing that gets us into trouble. Okay. And I think he explains that example. Oh. A little bit later, so uh, I want to get see. into that too. Capro insists that Toby will live then live to three hundred <laughs> years old. <laughs> so my mother, my mother lived until she was ninety-four, and when she was passed, you could you get a sense that she was ready to pass. I have a very good friend who I've done several documentaries with. Uh, I've mentioned her in the past. She's the president of Earth Alert, uh, and her mother is ninety-five now. And she, this is interesting because we're celebrating the 75th anniversary of the landing on D-Day uh, at Normandy tomorrow, right. June 6th, uh, 1944. And she was in World War II, as was my mother. My mother was a, a Rosie the Riveter. Hmm. But uh, she's still very mentally active. She is in a home and she's in the last parts of her life. But it's interesting to see how active her brain still is. Um, I love going to visit with her just for the conversation. So so he says, here's an example. Honey, guess what? I'm like, what? Your stupid aunt says that I dress my kids for everything. Um, okay. And why doesn't she own, mind her own business? I don't know. Well, this is an opportunity for you to do some attuning, um, which would be empathizing with where she's at. What I'm seeing there is she feels criticized as a mother. Very dangerous. And this has happened in, in my life uh, from a sister-in-law. 
and uh, so I understand the feeling. And although my sister-in-law is an excellent mother and her kids have turned out beautifully, uh, and I, I don't have anything against her, um, she, when my kids were little, she was trying to tell me how to raise my kids. That doesn't fly <laughs> because it's very hurtful. It it makes us question ourselves as parents, and we don't want to we don't want to make people do that. We want to support other people as parents. We want to support their relationship with their between their them and their children, um, and how they're dealing with things. Everybody's a little bit different in their parenting methods. So what I'm suggesting here is you say to your wife, I understand it's very difficult um, when somebody assumes they know better than you how to be a mother. You are a great mother. You have a great relationship with the children. I, I, I appreciate everything that you do for the children. Just give her that build up because she's just taken a hit as a mom and she needs to have that reassurance that she's doing a good job and why doesn't she mind her own business well she loves you she loves the children she wants to be a part of that relationship she wants to be a part of our family because she is attracted to our family because there is love so she wants to be involved so this is her way of doing that it may be a little bit clumsy and it may have hurt you um, you may want to say something like that comment is I find that comment hurtful uh, or you know try to appreciate where she's coming from so um, maybe you could just get into it that way I understand it feels gossipy to you uh, because we're putting down somebody else who's not there. Um, and instead of doing that, perhaps just try to see it from their point of view and lift them up as a person and say, you know, she loves you. She wants to be a part of our family. She's trying to be helpful. She doesn't understand that it's hurtful to you. Um, let's see if we can figure out a way to, to help her understand that that comment was hurtful, but she's welcome to be a part of our family and we can work through this. I, can I add something to that? Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot about this, these kinds of situations, not only from being married as many times as I was, but from my daughters, <laughs> because when when they were offended by something, what they wanted, what they were looking for, is you to be just as angry about the offense. <laughs> Sometimes they do, they yeah. want to know you're on their side. Right. That's the most important part. You don't have to be angry, but you have to be on her side. Right. They, they wanted you to be angry at the offense and even angrier at the offender. And I fell for that trap several times before I realized I could overcome that with fo by focusing on them. As Shelley said, empathizing, resolving it, uh, looking for ways to help that didn't... And you have to do this all without attacking the offender uh, or the offense. Uh, because once you do that, then you're going to get into this vicious circle where you just both agree and eventually you both don't like the offender. Uh, when the offender, in some cases, the offender and the offense were unintentional. They didn't even know they were doing that. Um, my ex, one of my last ex, her mother, um, uh, was always attempting to give me advice on raising six children. Right? And I knew how to raise. <laughs> I was like, I knew how to raise six children. And at first, I was very offended by it. My my reaction was, "What I look? I've got six children here. They're healthy. They're and <laughs> and I not that I said that, but I would go into the other room and I fume for just a little bit. Then I come back into the room, 
And and I finally had to realize that she didn't know she was being offensive. She was she was trying to be loving and helpful and uh, tell me. And and so what I learned, especially with her, was to look at her straight in the eye and thank her. And I'd lean over and I'd give her a little kiss on the cheek, and I'd say, "Mom, thanks. You know, it's hard, and I can use all the advice that I can get." And that's all it took. You know, I didn't. I didn't have to implement it. I didn't have to do it. I didn't have to fight it. I didn't. I just said, "Okay." You made I'll. her feel heard. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what she wanted. So, um, Capro has a question. She says, mm-hmm. "The softer side. What about the stuff that Toby is not good?" <laughs> Why are we talking about Toby? The stuff that Toby is not good at. Yeah. So. Yeah. She I says, can get into that. Yeah. The softer <laughs> side. What about the stuff that Toby is not good at? How do you commit to improving in these areas? I seem to ignore. The things I am bad at, like mm-hmm. technology, mm-hmm. and lean on others to focus on. Um, sure. We don't want to do the things we hate. I hate cleaning. I hate it. I don't want to do it. Um, so how do I get past that? Well, I do it when it absolutely needs it. And other than that, I kind of just let it go. Um, because it just it make, it puts me in a bad mood. Um, when I'm cleaning my sinuses act up you know i get a runny nose i'm you know my hair is always in the way so i pull my hair back and and i get really tired and cranky and and i run out of energy really quickly because that's how much i don't like it um when you're doing something you don't like it's hard to have a lot of energy for it so you want to um sandwich it between two things you do like right so um say i really enjoy uh watching a particular kind of YouTube video, an instructional meditational type video or something. And then I'm going to clean for half an hour. And then I'm going to um, take a bath or have some lunch or whatever it is. So fitting it in, fitting in those things you do not like between things you do like will help make it a little bit easier and, and help your mood to stabilize, uh, you know, instead of hating your whole day because you had to clean all day. Um, what do you think? Well, I wanted to address something that uh, Capro said, and I think mm-hmm. she said partially in chest. She said, I've been to Toby's house. It's darned tidy. Wish mine was like that. Capro, uh, uh, I, I can empathize with that, but I want you to know I have two very distinct advantages. Mm-hmm. Number one, there is nobody else living with me. Yeah. So I can set my own standards and implement my own standards. I don't have to worry about six kids running around the house and a wife chasing after them. So that's one benefit. The second thing is I'm retired. I have the time. If I want to spend three hours cleaning my car, I can do that and I don't have to. So I do have those two advantages. And I know having been in a house where I was working 80 hours a week and I was raising and I was helping doing my half of raising six kids, you don't have that kind of time. You don't have the luxury of having a tidy house because the minute you do tidy it up, in about a half hour after they get back from soccer practice, yeah. it's going to That's be a wreck. one of the reasons I hate it so much. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> my kids still live at home too. So, but no, no pets, no plants, no kids, no nothing makes it and 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 retirement without having responsibilities except on Wednesdays and Fridays uh, makes it a lot easier. So I can empathize with how much of a struggle it is. I don't want. I, I and think, when he was raising children they had a cleaning lady yeah yeah cleaning service come in so he took advantage of of being a you know he had the money just like i'm sure you have a little extra money that you could hire a cleaning service so if that's something you hate you know pay somebody to do it yeah pay somebody to do the things you hate (laughs) 
<laughs> it's worth it for the peace of mind and to have that extra time to yourself to do something you enjoy instead. Yeah, my, my uh, wife uh, at the time had a list of, uh, of uh, businesses, small businesses, one-person businesses that could do all the things that I wasn't around to do because I was working or coaching or whatever. Traveling. And we agreed with that. I, I agreed with her. If you need a patio built, I'd love to do it. Uh, just because I like doing that kind of stuff, but I'm not around. And and so we had to accommodate those situations. And it's it's not it's not fair to use me as an example for things that, uh, how things should be uh, because I'm in a completely different situation. And but I but I spent uh, a good part of my life in the other part of that. And there was no tidy house, and there was no organization. And the business plan would go from morning to morning, literally, because you didn't know what the kids were bringing. Uh, home with them that that's day. Right, so. That's right. But um, that's the, when I learned to be the most, uh, the least procrastinating was when I had little kids because you never knew if they were going to get sick, uh, and then and then all plans were were done for that period of time because you are you know all about getting your child well again or uh, what you know project they were going to come up with that they had to get done for school the next day usually because uh, they didn't tell you till the last minute all of these things could come up so in my own life i had to be very organized and make sure that all my stuff got done immediately because i had to have that spare time uh for what the kids might be bringing home so yeah all right uh <laughs> there there is some conversation in the room going on but it's kind of independent where we're talking about any so. other questions that we I, had i didn't think so k pro wanted to get that you know it was more in the form of a commentary because she's probably struggling with it right now mm -hmm. because she's employed mm -hmm. uh, and well and she's going through a transition as well right. and transition times are very difficult because your usual routines get thrown out the window and you got to figure it out all over again uh so it takes hey, I need a day, right, to breathe and to reorganize my schedule because everything is in transition again. So take that into account. Give yourself a break and give yourself the time to do that. Uh, Capo says, yes, kids and dogs and cats and work and single mom, but I dream about a tiny house like Toby's. Yeah. It'll happen someday, but you know what? Focus on the moment. Focus yeah. on what you do have. Those kids are only kids for a short time it seems like forever when you're in the middle of it especially if they're having a you know a, a rah, and you're like rah, or <laughs> they're sick or something it seems like forever but when you look back on it and you go wow that went fast you know what one of my one of i don't want to say my pleasures but it's fun going to my kids house because all of them except one the, the last one that isn't married all have children you know families of various sizes and it's neat to go to their house and uh, my my daughter Ryan, for example, is very techy. She has a high tech job. He has a high tech job. They've got three kids and the ha and a dog, and the house is a wreck. But you know, should I didn't think so. No. No. Oh. I don't. Maybe may, if you think that house is a wreck, I would hate for you to see mine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, it's just fun to go back and see I them loved your house. struggling with schedules. Not struggling. They handle. They actually handle them pretty good, but they're yeah. busy. You know, they're busy raising a family. It's kind yeah, of neat to I see that. They, because I think they got it under control. Oh, I think right, they're having okay. a good time. Yeah, they, they seem to be. Yeah. So. She just needs some support from her puppy. So let's go back. <laughs> what about stuff Toby is not good at? What, what about am, stuff Toby's not good at? What about 
Uh, Toby has a hard time staying consistent with eating healthy. And that is not unusual for anybody in the world, right? We all do this. Um, but I, when, and when I'm eating really healthy, he's really good about eating really healthy around me. And, uh, you know, but then there comes times when, okay, that's over with. Now can we have chips again, you know? <laughs> or, um, you know, I'm always telling him, yeah, you eat, have too much sugar in your diet, and, and he doesn't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> so uh, we, we, we work on that, and he does have a lot more consciousness about it than he used to, and he tries a little harder than he used to, so it does improve, but it takes time. Everything you want to improve about yourself is going to take time. It's all a process, um, but the, the, the important part is that you actually are aware of it. Okay, I'm aware that I'm eating too much sugar, and I promise myself I'm not going to buy any this, this, and this at the store this week, and I'm going to replace it with this, this, and this healthy thing instead. Uh, I'm going to really work on it. Um, that's all we can do. That's the best we can do. So um, that's one of the things I would say that, that he, he falters at. Uh, there's most of the things he does are, are really awesome. Uh, and he's developed over the last 70 years a uh, really healthy mindset. Um, he's really good at communicating. Um, and I think he's even improved in communication in the last few years uh, with you know, this life coaching situation that goes on between us. Because um, he'll come to me, okay, this is what so-and-so said, and I don't know what to do about it, or what, I don't know what to say in return. What should I do? So we work on that together. But he, at the same time, taught me how to uh, have a confrontational type of a conversation. We've had to do that together sometimes where he's had to say, okay, we need to talk about this. We need to sit down and discuss it. And the way he had it all laid out and was not afraid to just face it head on, that taught me so much about communication. So um, that's something that hopefully if you're in a really good, healthy relationship with a friend, a, a family member, a spouse, that you can do that together and grow together. Um, point out Maybe um, maybe this week we should have a little less sugar together and, and, and take that on as, as a group project. Um, you know, and then he might say, well, maybe this week uh, we could work on this new hobby together. Okay, well, we can do that. You know, so it's, it's, it's nice to have that partnership to help us grow at the same time. I, I think I agree with that. The partnership is really important, but making decisions. So uh, Kpro asks, how does Toby focus on improving the eating part? I can tell you mm -hmm. the single most important element in my solution to that problem, uh, because I, I have doctors that, that are keeping an eye on me, and they tell me when my blood pressure is up a couple of points, and they tell me when I'm, I'm, my weight is up a couple of points, and so I work at it. But this, there, there's two things that I feel like are the most important uh, to me. And one is uh, regular exercise, hell or high water, regular exercise. Even uh, there's a, literally, you guys may have seen it, there's a there's a, a spinning bicycle in my bedroom, and it's the first thing I have to deal with every morning after making my bed. That's the first thing. The second thing is conscious grocery shopping. If you make a decision at the point at which you're grocery shopping to stay on the outside, grocery stores are all organized the same. 
You go through the vegetables, the meats, whatever dairy products you need, and you should be able to walk away at that point, except at Albertsons. They put the, <laughs> the bakery right there at the end of that circle. The further you get into the middle aisles of a grocery store, the more bad calories you're going to find, the higher the, <laughs> higher the sugar, empty calories, sugars um. and carbohydrate, starches. Uh, if you can limit it to the outsides and make conscious efforts to pass by the the bakery and um, the uh, and even with the things he does buy, I I, re- I you know I study up on it. I recommend things. I, recently, we've decided uh, grass fed beef only. Uh, if we're going to eat beef, it's going to be grass fed only. Um, grass fed butter instead of margarine. So um, just little tweaks, uh, things that that are easy for him. He he likes beef. We tried the grass-fed. He was happy with it. Mm-hmm. He likes butter. Um, so I like cooking with butter. I like adding butter as kind of a, mm-hmm. to my sauces and to the finishing off vegetables and even meats. But uh, Shelly was having doesn't do the butter until she found this grass-fed butter. Yeah. And I'm going to strongly recommend it. So I bought some. She actually brought me a, a stick of it. And I hadn't had a chance to dry it, try it, but we... Went grocery. I went grocery shopping, and I found it in the grocery. It's a little tiny bit more expensive, but what was interesting to me, and she was willing to eat it, so now I could add it. You know, if I'm making a sauce, I can add it at the end just to give that extra body to the sauce. But what was interesting to me is the flavor of the butter uh, of this grass-fed butter is completely. That's that's the one, uh, Angelina sings. Yeah, the Irish. Irish it's yeah, yeah Kerrygold. It. It, the flavor was just amazing. It tasted like how I remember butter tasting when I was a kid. And I had lost all of that. We've all lost of that. So try the grass-fed butter because that really is a good form of butter, of getting a fat. It's on the outside aisle, right, in the dairy products. And so if you just make that round yeah. shift. Awareness know, is Huli is, said, is where's the wine? The wine is in the middle. It's always right <laughs> yeah. in the center. You know, Awareness is key. Um, and sometimes he'll do things and that I recognize in myself. Uh, he will buy ice cream for his grandchildren. Uh, he bought uh, bread and cheese for a, a spread last night. And I, you know, and I asked him about I, I asked him about the ice cream, and I said, "You know, your your grandchild is is lactose intolerant, so why are you getting them ice cream?" Well, they like a sweet. I said, "Well, how about fruit? They like fruit too, you know." And I said, "Let's be honest. You got the ice cream because." You felt that gave your grandkids coming over gave you permission to have ice cream. You're the one who wanted it. So, yeah. And I know that because I would do the same thing. Um, When my mom was here in town, I was eating, you know, anything and everything because, you know, we have company. So it's okay now. Um, So we have to recognize these things and be aware of them in ourselves and then know that it's coming and plan ahead for it. So the next time Toby's grandsons come over, he may think, you know what? She was right. Um... Griffin is lactose intolerant. There's no reason to get him anything dairy. I will get fruit. So, um, you know, or he might get cake, but I don't know. But <laughs> um, but he's going to think cake. about it. He's going to be aware of it. It's going to pop up into his head because we've talked about it. We have, and, and it's good. Pralines and cream, brother. <laughs> Pralines and cream. I would call that the grape store, which is a fruit. <laughs> the, the wine, they're talking about wine. Oh, yeah, wine the, grape, the liquid grape juice yeah, store. I'm working on, um, I, I definitely drink less 
uh, after going through the ketogenic diet, but I'm working on trying to just not have alcohol anymore because it is a poison. Uh, it isn't good for you. And I used one of my standard, I mentioned earlier in our previous show that we had guests last night, Cynthia and Dan Barbarisi. And whenever I have company, and as a matter of fact, Cynthia calls, she said, I know you like entertaining. Shall I have bring Dan over? I said, yeah, I do like entertaining. And the, after hanging up, I run to the store and I buy a spread. And there is nothing that's good for you in that spread. I can't think of anything. <laughs> you know, I well, did, get, fruit, I did get a bowl fruit, of fruit. There was fresh fruit. Yeah, I did get a bowl of fresh fruit. Uh, but, but everything else. We talked else, about it t- today, and I said, you know, um, I, I shouldn't be eating the bread. I shouldn't be eating the cheese. Um, so maybe next time. The tapenades. The think bruschetta. about some, I don't know, uh, crudite, like carrot sticks or celery sticks or you know, uh, bell pepper strips or something that's vegetables, uh, um, you know, something that's not bread or cheese. And that's it for today. Do you have anything else you wanted to say? No, thanks. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. Okay. So thank you so much for being here, for all your great questions and comments in the chat room. We really appreciate that. And for The Softer Side, I'm Shelley Carney. Thank you for listening to The Softer Side with Shelley Carney and Toby Yunus. Please write to us with questions or ideas for future shows at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and visit the free member vault for more great tips and ideas at esofterside.com.